my god that was something that hit us so hard and to be honest it took us 3 years we could not even sell one single product hello fellow risk takers and welcome to my worst investment ever stories of loss to keep you winning in our community we know that to win in investing you must take risk but to win big you've got to reduce it Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on a mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. To reduce risk in your life, go to myworstinvestmentever.com today and take the risk reduction assessment I created from the lessons I've learned from more than 500 guests. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host Andrew Stotts from A Stotts Academy, and I'm here with featured guests Wishal Bardwaj. Wishal, are you ready to join the mission? I'm absolutely ready and thrilled to be with you, Andrew. Yeah, I'm excited to. Uh, you know, you said something before we turned on the microphone that I just thought was really interesting, and maybe you could say it about how most people were contacting you about talking about your successes. And when you yeah. saw this, how did you feel? <laughs> so when I saw, you know, the name of your podcast, I was thrilled. I first thought it's just a clickbait, but then I went into it, and it's it's reality. So uh, yeah most of the people talk to me about what are the great things that I have learned what are the great things that I have done in my career but I think the most important thing is what are the bad things that I have done in my career what are the mistakes that I have done so that you don't do it when you are listening to me it's my responsibility that you don't fall in the same trap that I have done mm. so it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful concept Andrew Yeah you know I appreciate that Michelle because there's a lot of people that don't like coming on my podcast Oh, really? Oh yeah, there's plenty. I I always say that my favorite response was interesting idea, not my style. Oh, really? For me it was wonderful when I got your first email Andrew. I think I was thrilled. So even more than being anywhere else that I have been since uh you know last 3 4 years, I think your show is one of the most interesting that I've ever been to. Wow, that's exciting. Well, I'm flattered and I know the audience is excited to learn more about you. So let me introduce you to the audience. Wishal Bardwaj is a serial entrepreneur and founder of Predictions for Success, engineered by Mistake and Passionate Management Services. He loves to inspire students and aspiring entrepreneurs. Wishal has spoken at many forums including TED Talks, TCS, Money Control, Backstage and many others. So Wishal, please tell us What is the value that you bring to this world? To be honest Andrew, I am here to re-engineer the spirituality. I think we have so much great things in our wisdoms uh, that our forefathers have left for us and we are forgetting those values and I think it is time that we go back to those values and learn and relearn those things so that you know a lot of great humanity can be survived for a longer time in this planet and this is my mission for this life. That is fascinating. You know, I uh, my father passed away about 6 years ago and I brought my mother to live in Thailand and she was on all kinds of medicines coming from the US and was in a bad state with a stroke. And I slowly was able to learn about you know the power of nutrition and the power of various foods. Mm-hmm. And then from that I was able to start to bring those into her life and I learned something for instance like beetroot as an example. Mm-hmm. really can lower blood pressure and so exactly. i started monitoring that and understanding that and then you realize of course there's plenty of 
pharmaceutical drugs that actually derive from originally from plants and all that. <laughs> and then you start to realize that in some ways, I feel like we have lost touch. Yeah, exactly. With the yeah. roots. And I think, you know, from my perspective in Thailand, mm -hmm. I get a little closer to that than I would have been in America. But I suspect in India, you're even closer to the potential roots of traditional ways of thinking and living. And I'm just curious, like, Tell us a little bit more about what you're doing and particularly also about your business. And, you know, it's an interesting, you know, predictions for success and stuff. So tell us a little bit more before we get into the question. So great. Prediction for Success is a company that is aimed to re-engineer the spirituality. This is the aim that I and my wife had. And we are bringing a lot of subjection to it. We are working upon Ayurveda. We are working upon yoga. We are working upon meditation. We are taking up, you know, a lot of good advices from, you can say, Chanakya Niti. This is a book for the professionals. So uh, we are uh, combining astrology, numerology, Vastu Shastra, Feng Shui. So we are going each and every corner of the world to find out what is worth to be here in this particular generation. For this generation, we need to remodel those Vedic wisdoms so that they bring a value for the current generation. Mm -hmm. So this is what we are doing. And as you said, Andrew, about the Ayurveda, Ayurveda, India is the home of Ayurveda. And there are a lot of things that can do so much of magic in terms of your body that allopathy cannot even think of. So those are the things that need to be taken a little bit ahead because they do not have any kind of side effects. They can, this is not just for the body, but for the soul. Because right now, I think we are in such a chaos world that, you know, everything is scattered around us and we are so busy in our professional life. We want something that, that gives us a value, that gives us an aim of life, that brings a balance between professional and personal life. And that is what Prediction for Success tried to do. That's fascinating. You know, I've recently been working on creating a habit, a morning routine of just, I have to keep it simple because my mind gets a little complicated. I want to make it a morning routine that I'll do. So I'm now about a month, a month or two into three sun salutation A's and two sun salutation B's. And oh, it's very slow. Mm -hmm. I've had a yoga teacher that's come each morning to help me to get mm -hmm. the posture right. And I just mm -hmm. try not to rush it because, you know, I have mm -hmm. had back pain and mm -hmm. other things. So I feel like this is the thing. I do a lot of other stuff. I walk at the park and I go to the mm -hmm. gym. But this is the one thing I feel like if I incorporate this yoga activity as a start, just this, and then I can expand it into a standing series, which I do often with her, but mm -hmm. that it's something that I can do for the rest of my life. Yeah, it, it's, really it's a lifestyle. Of. It's not an exercise. It's actually a lifestyle. So Surya Namaskar is a lifestyle and a lot of people, millions and millions of people are taking benefits from things like Surya Namaskar. There are a lot of other things and true that even small things, even small things that, you know, have been written in our Vedas that can take you to the another level of spiritualization. So, which is way ahead of religion. So, religion is a very small part of spirituality. Mm, interesting. That's fascinating. You know, the other thing I was thinking about when you were talking is that somebody listening to this, will, oh, but wait a minute, we have all these modern inventions and we have all this modern stuff. Like, for instance, the iPhone, look at this, it's got the world in my hand. But what people often miss is the downside or the negative effects of that. And you... Just five years ago, if you went on a SkyTrain ride in Bangkok, Thailand, you would be looking into the face of other people. Now, you go on a SkyTrain ride, you're going to see two things. Everybody's got a mask on their face, number one. So you mm -hmm. no longer see the smile, gone. Mm -hmm. Number two, 
they are all sucked into their mobile Spoons. phones. 100%. 100% of the people on the SkyTrain. And mm-hmm. that was just five years ago. It wasn't like that. And then mm-hmm. I think about, okay, there's some cool things about it, but there's got to be some real negative downsides to it. Yeah, the virtualization of the world where we are connected with everybody, but we are actually very alone in ourselves. So we don't even have people to talk to. We don't even have real friends right now. Even our families are the people that we usually, you know, even if we talk about 10 years back, we were talking with them. We were always in a communication with them. But right now it is very, very low. Even the communication has diminished. The family values has gone to the, you know, the lowest level ever we have seen. So this, these, these are the side effects of being too modern, I think. Yeah. And I just want to share a little exercise for the listeners out there that I've recently done. And I found it to be very valuable. And that is, I've gone through my list of contacts that I have on my phone and in my email box. And it's a lot. I mean, I have a 30-year career. So we're talking about 15,000 people that I've met and kept contact with in one way or another. But I decided I would focus in on what I call my IC inner circle. And I thought about the people that I really do enjoy talking to and I want to get closer to. And I came up with about 30 people. And I thought, these are the people I really want to, you know, I miss talking with them and that type Mm -hmm. of thing. And then I set a goal every week. I would reach out to them and I would try to send them a link and ask them, hey, could we arrange a call Mm -hmm. just to talk? Mm -hmm. And amazingly, almost every single one of them have said, absolutely, They've booked a time. We've got on a video call. You no, are blessed. No you are blessed, Andrew. Nothing. And even one of my friends that we got to know each other through mm-hmm. a course that we took together, he's mm-hmm. the chairman of a big business here in Thailand. And mm-hmm. we said, let's have lunch together on Zoom. And so we got together and I was at the kitchen table with the mm-hmm. phone mm-hmm. up and he was in his office eating and we just had a great hour together. So I challenge everybody Mm-hmm. To take what we saw saying about, you know, we're losing some connection and people are alone and we are lonely. And so reach out, do it today. Identify one person that you miss talking to, send right. a re- message to them. I'd love to talk to you. I miss talking. Let's do a video call. That's my challenge yeah. for today. Conversations should not have an agenda always. So we are so, you know, fascinated with the word agenda that everything has an agenda right now. So let's, let's live without agenda sometimes. Yeah. And then amazing things happen from those conversations. It's like, exactly. okay, what are you working on? You know, tell me what you're doing. Oh, maybe I can help you with that. Or I can, you know, and all of a sudden it's a very different feel. Well, wow. that's a great intro to you and what you're doing. And now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. It's great. So I started Prediction for Success in 2014. And uh, after that, we started doing our, uh, you know, audience. We got around, say, 100,000 followers and different type of social media. And we were just trying to leverage everything. We were thinking, like, whatever we will touch will turn into gold because we now have an audience. People are loving what we are doing. So why don't we sell something? And I talked with one of my partners and we were very excited. So we were just playing Xbox in the night. It was midnight and we were talking and he said to me that, okay, so Diwali, Diwali is a very famous festival here in India. And it was coming. It was just, I think, 15 days after the Diwali was there. So I thought like, uh, let's do something for Diwali. So why don't we do some uh, corporate gifting for Diwali? 
and we talked and everything clicked so so well everything was looking so easy at that particular moment we thought it would be very easy cake for us to sell anything because we already have an audience people love us i think if we will offer them anything it would be an easy sell and in the next day we went to uh, shop things we were having no idea we didn't do any kind of research on what kind of people you know what kind of thing people want what kind of corporate these i mean like uh, budgets they have so we simply thought like uh, having something in the range of say 10 dollars would be easy to crack and we went to the market we purchased a couple of samples so this was the first moment when i thought like you know rather than purchasing everything at a wholesale rate let's purchase something a little bit pricey but as a sample so that in case it didn't get sold we don't have a lot of inventory to be uh, sitting at our heads so although my peer, uh, my this partner was very against it he said that why we are uh, purchasing these on a higher price when we can purchase in a lower price if we get it in quantity and i said to him that no 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 let's forget about profits let's try to learn something first and we took uh, you know you can say we uh, invested around 100000 rupees there and we purchased all those products and we came to home and it was already 3 to 4 days then we had the professional shoot for it we paid for the professional shoot it was exciting till then but then came the blunder we talked to the companies and we asked them would you be interested to purchase and they told us the prices that even we were not getting so we thought like how you are getting those prices at for these products and they told us that you know we have some vendors already set and they have purchased in such a bulk quantity that even if we half the prices that we are already offering it will still be a loss for them and my god my god that was something that hit us so hard and to be honest and it took us 3 years we could not even sell one single product we have to give those product as a gift to our customers for the next 3 years and i still have a couple of them lying around in my backyard and i still give them as a gift for birthdays and parties and you know festivals and the most important thing that i lost in it was the feel because see my family never had any kind of entrepreneur in their family so we never had any kind of a person who do business especially who sell things i was the first one and when i failed and i failed so badly it really you know disheartened me it, it was a heartbreak to be honest andrew and i thought like i think selling is not my point i think i won't be able to sell anything and to be honest till now till date i haven't been into any kind of corporate gifting whenever i hear the word corporate gifting i run away i simply run away <laughs> <laughs> for me i can do anything i can go to moon and sell the land there but i cannot do corporate gifting i think this this is something that i learned from my mistake we lost a lot of money in there mm. but yeah i think it it was the worst investment that i ever been to and it was not just the money but i think i lost that kind of a confidence in me to sell something as something tangible so we are now into service industry and mm-hmm. i always fear when i go to the product form and was there a particular day that you can remember where you kind of realize this isn't going to work <laughs> yeah so after the photo shoot and uh, when the website was ready it was just 3 days before diwali and i started calling up every friend that i know in the corporate world i started calling up hrs the cfos the ceos and i told them you know me and you know you should take something from me and they all they said that we have already purchased it one month ago i think you are already late by one month <laughs> oh my god and you can trust me i called at least say 200 to 50 people that day 
I called and my partner called around the same numbers and we couldn't even sell one single product. <laughs> and that's when you started realizing. That's uh, when we th- thought of what we will do with these products now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going to become furniture. Yeah. So let, let me ask you, what lessons, how would you summarize the lessons that you learned from this? So, yeah, I, I think I can summarize in three points. So uh, one is that never start in Parigi and do proper research before, you know, jumping into anything. Emotions can overwhelm you, but do not let the emotions run the business for you. The second thing is having an audience and, you know, having a customer who will purchase are two very different stages. So these are not equal. So you may have a lot of good audience, but mm-hmm. those are those may not the people who will purchase anything that you brought on the table. And the third thing I think is, you know, timing of launch is as important as pricing of your product. So we were, although having a very competitive pricing, but our timing was so wrong. It was so wrong that we couldn't even compete with our competitors. Wow. So emotion and understanding your audience and timing. Maybe I'll share what I took away from it. I mean, one of the things is I remember somebody told me this and I I learned it myself also because I thought in the beginning of business, you hire PR people to get your name out there. Mm -hmm. And somebody said it and it just smacked me in the face. I said, PR doesn't equal revenue. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit like an audience doesn't equal revenue. If they're not there to buy from you, if they're not Mm -hmm. there for that, then if you go offering to that, you know, Mm -hmm. you're, you're kind of hurting the relationship in some way. And I think, you know, it, it also makes me think about this podcast Sometimes I feel a little bit down that I didn't make a podcast like I think I think a good example of a great podcast is Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy and Digital Courses Made Easy. She's talking all about digital courses and she has a digital course academy. It's a complete alignment. Mm-hmm. My worst investment ever. I came up with this idea. It was so far out that I didn't have a product related to it. Mm-hmm. And therefore I've tried to like align products with it, but I kind of come to the conclusion that there's just some things that you do, you do for building an audience, but that audience isn't necessarily there to buy. They're there for the experience. And so exactly. when I think about my audience, and that's you to the listeners and the viewers out there, I think about someone that I'm sharing a conversation with that you're joining into this conversation. So that's kind of something that I've come to some conclusion on that just enjoy that relationship that we're building. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you remind me of episode 28, a long, long time ago. And the guy that spoke was a guy named Brandon Gailey. And Brandon Gailey is a great, he's the blog millionaire is what he's called. But he had a similar situation. And he said that, he says, even to this day, Andrew, I had still have some of these boxes left that I bought (laughs) in my garage, you know? So for everyone out there, start slow, Mm-hmm. Think carefully, test the market, you know, test the response before you act. So many times we get into kind of an excitement and then we act before we test. So the, my final thing I take away is test before you act. So Vishal, is there anything else you would add to that? I think that's uh, completely summarized at Andrew and I will think, I will further if you want, then it would be don't let emotions run your business. Yeah. Don't let emotions run your business. That's great. Now, that kind of leads into the next question, which is, you know, what, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid letting emotions run your business? Give us some action. Like, what should we do when we're in that moment and we're having that 
as Michael Gerber says in the E-Myth, he says, the entrepreneurial seizure. We're just so excited. This is the best idea. What one action could we take to avoid suffering the same fate? Sure. So NQC, after my this incident, it has been a couple of years now, and I have invested in two more companies after it. And I think what I did good in those was I didn't let my emotions run. What I do, I get to, uh, you know, hear a lot of great ideas. Sometimes few ideas even click me like, you know, these, these are, you know, unicorn ideas. These could be the biggest in the world. But what I do is I wait for seven days. So if my emotions are up for the seven days as it was on the first day, I think it is a good to go. And if it is decreasing day by day, I think I need more time. Ah, fantastic advice there, ladies and gentlemen. And it's not just with an idea. It's also, I find that, that applying something like that, even just overnight thinking about it, imagine that you're writing a blog or you're writing something and then you finish it at night, go to bed, before you publish it, read it, print it out, sit down and read it. And when you revisit something, you're mm -hmm. visiting from a different emotional state. You may Thank be able you. to put, better put yourself into the shoes of your clients and your audience and your followers. And boy, it's amazing. Sometimes you look at something and think, wait, wait, wait what was I thinking? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that just is evidence of how excited that we can get and we overlook so much. So let me ask you the next question, which is, what's a resource that you'd recommend for our listeners? I think you should start reading uh, Bhagavad Gita. This is the book that I read and this is the book that I will recommend to everyone. So this is not about religion. This is something to be going inside of you. So if you want to, you know, learn about the world, first try to learn about the world within you. So once you learn the world within you, you will be easily able to learn the world outside of you. So uh, Bhagavad Gita has helped me a lot in this. And if you are looking for any kind of a guidance in terms of your personal or professional life, if you are struck, if, you're, if you don't know where to go ahead, you can connect to predictionsforsuccess.com and we and my team would be love to help you and hear you out and try to take you away from the problems that you're facing right now in the world. That's great. And I'm going to have a link in the show notes. I'm looking at a lot of different interpretations here on Amazon. So I'm going to just uh, include some links in the show notes. But let me just ask about your, your website and what you're doing. What should people, what do they get when they go to your website? What are they going to feel or see or experience? What's there for them? So we have different kind of services, Andrew. We have astrology services, we have numerology, we have Vastu, we even have relationship counseling and career counseling. So if you are going through a trouble patch in terms of your relationship, we can guide you and your partner to come on the same front. We use the Vedic wisdom and combine it with psychology to come up with a solution that is just tailor-made for you. So this is a guidance that can change the things for you very quickly. We give remedies which are written in our old Vedas. These are Vedas that have been coming from, say, 10,000 years ago. So those kind of knowledge we have intercorporated in our, you know, our courses. So we even provide courses on that. So these are a lot of things if you go and I think you will see a lot of things to explore there, Andrew. Exciting. Well, I have the links to that in the show notes. So ladies and gentlemen, check it out. All right. Last question. What is your number one goal for the next 12 months? I want to re-engineer the spirituality for 1 billion people. Fantastic. That's exciting. Well, we're both on a mission and I love your mission about spirituality. That's exciting. Well, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. If you haven't yet taken the risk reduction assessment, 
I challenge you to go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now and start building wealth the easy way by reducing risk. As we conclude, Vishal, I want to thank you again for joining our mission. And on behalf of ASTOTS Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Thank you so much, Andrew. It was a pleasure talking to you. You are a great soul, man. And I think the audience love to hear. And I will, I will be your number one fan. All right. Well, we appreciate that. I appreciate that. And my mom and you are going to be my number one fans tied. So I appreciate it. And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our wealth. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying thank you for joining our mission. And I'll see you on the upside.